to GLJ Shorts, a podcast by the German Law Journal. Here, our authors present their articles in a nutshell, all of which you can find at germanlawjournal.com. In this episode, Thomas Gameltoft Hansen presents his and Nicholas Tan's article, A Topographical Approach to Accountability for Human Rights Violations in Migration Control. The article appeared in the special issue Border Justice, Migration and Accountability for Human Rights Violations in April 2020. In a nutshell, what is your article about? The core argument of this article is that as migration and refugee lawyers, we really need to rethink and expand our horizon when we think about litigation opportunities for situations involving human rights abuses in the context of migration control. And the vehicle that we are advancing in order to help us do that is what we call the topographical approach. It's an approach that's been inspired by developments in legal theory, in particular the spatial term and studies in strategic litigation. And it's an approach that advocates that we work from the side up, meaning both the geographical location in which violations have taken place and the normative structures that imbue these violations with legal meaning. And so the topographical approach is really concerned with mapping, taking a broad bird's eye view of the different national, international legal regimes in play, and attempting to chart possible accountability linkages, also beyond the kind of more often pursued roads, including international human rights accounts, and very much pointing to the different opportunities that exist in partner states within their national structures or regional structures in the global south. What's at stake and why now? So this is an area where both I and my co-author, Nicholas Tan, has been following for quite some time. And it's an area where you could point to a kind of historical success story in terms of the embrace of human rights litigation and its implication for protecting um, migrants and refugees in the context of migration control. But it's also an area where we see a number of current shifts that uh, is the cause of concern and, and that It concerns both the practical development of migration control. Uh, so control is being shifted towards partner states. Uh, it's partner states, authorities or private actors who are implementing migration control. It makes it harder to get back to sort of a situation where you can establish extraterritorial jurisdiction or state responsibility. Secondly, we've seen a sort of tendency towards a kind of cat and mouse effect where states are creatively reading new judgments being handed down and then simply adjusting their policies even on the same day as the judgment is coming down in order to take account of this, often to the, in ways that are to the detriment of migrant and refugee protection. And thirdly, I think there's a risk that this kind of litigation creates a broader political backlash to human rights and international adjudication. We've seen examples where states have used the migration issue to launch wider attacks on for example, human rights courts or bodies. And we've also seen uh, sort of a certain tendency within the latest jurisprudence in, in the last few years where key bodies and institutions, including the European Court of Human Rights, seem to approach the issue of, of migrant refugee rights much more cautiously, meaning that there's really no guarantee that the kind of status quo will keep on being an effective approach moving forward. Where do we go from here? I think it's important to say that the topographical approach that we're advancing doesn't come out of, of nowhere. It, it tries to pick up and systematize a lot of creative and really innovative efforts 
being taken by both academics and practitioners, including by several articles in this special issue. However, from our perspective, we still think that systematizing and forcing people to really sort of creatively map out and chart these different avenues for litigation hold important insights. And for that purpose, we believe that, for instance, things like private litigation is something to be explored much more. And perhaps even more importantly, that exploring litigative opportunities in the Global South, in partner states, their national jurisdiction, regional regimes in the Global South is super important. But for that to happen, we really need both stronger partnerships with scholars and practitioners in the Global South and to promote and, and, um, and pursue scholarship uh, advancing knowledge about these particular regimes and national jurisdictions much more. What did you only just discover? I think I only just discovered how much my own work and my own scholarship have been deeply ingrained in a global north outlook. The way we talk about externalization, about offshoring, outsourcing, etc., all presumes that the essence and the sort of key legal issues are located with global North states. And I'm not excusing or taking away that perspective. I simply think that both in my own work, the way I've pursued issues and the way I've talked about issues, um, I, I am starting to realize that I need to seriously recalibrate my own outlook in order to walk the talk of this particular article. This was GLJ Shorts, a podcast by the German Law Journal. My name is Nora Markert, and I'm an editor of the German Law Journal. Find us at germanlawjournal.com and tell us what you think on Twitter or on Facebook. Thank you for listening.